truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre. Here along for the ride, if you'd like to join us, 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Email us, steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook, who does not like us, so you can just keep liking us there over and over again. And then maybe, maybe one day the like will come. You can also follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is D-E-A-C-E for those of you listening today on the radio or Blaze podcast. And if you are listening today via the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us one of those five-star reviews on the podcast platform you prefer, the more of those we get, the more the algorithms help us find more people like you. They become benevolent rather than malevolent, you know, like Facebook's algorithm. Uh, And then we get to, you know, the more people like you we find, we get to continue at least it's more likely we get to continue to do this for a living, which we would all appreciate, as would our families. Uh, thank you to the thousands of you that have already left us those five-star reviews. If you don't like the show, don't lie. But if you kind of like the show a little bit, if you wouldn't mind embellishing all the more, we would really appreciate it. Our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us later on today in hour two. We've got some buy, sell, or hold coming up. It's our fun weekly game, uh, one of our most popular segments each week. Who knows which topics we will unveil uh, and be asked to comment upon. That begins here at the bottom of the hour. But before we get to all of that, we must first find out from Aaron what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Ammunition. In response to the latest mass shootings, including the one in Odessa, Texas, this last weekend, Walmart announced yesterday they're banning the sale of handgun ammunition as well as 223 and 556 ammunition and will instead focus on selling long barrel hunting rifles and their corresponding ammunition. And now news from the other side of the pond. When Boris Johnson took over as prime minister for Theresa May recently, it was thought the pro-Brexit crowd who, you know, won that whole referendum thing a few years ago might have some wind in their sails to actually get the job done. Not so fast, apparently. One of the members of Johnson's own party decided to defect yesterday, causing the Tories to lose control of Parliament, giving the anti-Brexit crowd control over the proceedings surrounding Britain's exit from the European Union. Also in the United Kingdom, a Hertfordshire mother has been charged with trolling, which is apparently a crime there, after she called a dude who feels pretty a dude multiple times online. Her original arrest caused police to remove her in front of her children and question her for seven hours in jail. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is America. Better than Britain. America, mejor que Gran Bretaña. Moving on, Joe Biden told this to NPR recently. This certainly isn't your first time in Iowa. You've run for president in the past. Certainly you've spent a lot of time in Iowa. What have you learned from the past times when you've run? Well, I learned you hold the key to the kingdom. Uh, If you can't get out through Iowa, you can't go any further. Meanwhile, his campaign says Iowa isn't a must-win state. 
We'll see how that works out for him. Remember back in March when Fox News publicly criticized its host, Janine Pirro, for her comments surrounding Minnesota Congresswoman Elon Omar's hijab? Well, apparently that wasn't all to the story. During a commercial break on a recent interview with Sebastian Gorka, Pirro said... Fox reviews everything. They're unbelievable. Yeah, but you've got a window because uh, like, you've got a new book. You should have a carve-out, right? Uh, no. They, they are still saying you cannot do Bill O'Reilly, you cannot do Newsmax, you cannot huh. do... Oh, no. Well, that's a and shame. You know what? They suspended me, and I, I'm not going to get fired. You know, uh, keep, keep, uh, keep, I'm worried that that suspension was the basis to tee up for uh, anything keep, I do keep, wrong keep, keep doing. Campus News, a new survey by College Pulse, finds that 73% of Republican college students say they've hidden their political and social views in class because they fear repercussions for doing so. The University of California, Berkeley, is offering credit for student-run classes in Pokemon Academy, Marvel, and Hogwarts. And finally, you know it's time for school to start when stuff like this starts happening. And that's what happened Well, we were away. Aaron's montage today brought to you by Genesis 950. If you are thinking that, um, especially with the kids back to school, now's the time to get rid of all of those stains and odors from the kids and the pets in the carpet and bite the bullet for that major carpeting purchase. Before you go down that road and pay the big money, you must give Genesis 950 a try. Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so that they are gone for good and its antibacterial component removes pet stains and odors from carpet and padding and it can be used in carpet cleaning machines. It's green safe, so uh, that means it's safe for your kids and your pets as well. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. That's a pretty good ratio. Uh, Genesis 950, and it's not just for pet stains too, by the way. Yeah, you can use this to clean your entire home. The nice uh, granite and quartz in the kitchen in the bathroom, uh, the grease stains, uh, you know, on the garage floor. But where it really shines is with your carpeting. So if you're wondering, why does it still smell in here when I just vacuumed and everything looks great? It's because it's down there in the padding and that's where Genesis 950 gets down to when you use it. All right, so Genesis950.com is the website. When you go there, use the promo code BLAZE and you'll get a discount at Genesis950.com. Get that discount with the promo code BLAZE and give it a shot. Before you go in, High three figures, maybe four figures for new carpeting. Before you do that, give Genesis 950 a try. Genesis950.com, promo code BLAZE. Let's get to the montage today. And with all due respect, Aaron, I think your Walmart story is fake news. Mm. Because the, the real story really is, is Walmart, by also asking you, not to carry in their stores, even if you are able lawfully to do so. What Walmart is really doing is saying to the next nut job out there, this is your safe space for target practice. Come on in and the water is fine. Now, heaven forbid, and we hope that this never gets tested in real life and never happens. But with them putting this sort of an edict out there, I, I, I wonder I'm not an attorney. Unfortunately, in my life, I've known many. Um, But I wonder 
if you put this edict out there saying, hey, you can't defend yourself if you come into our stores. If there is another tragedy there, like what happened in El Paso at a Walmart store, are they going to be open to some form of liability for that? Now, they're technically saying... Walmart is technically saying that we're not going to we're not going to outlaw or ban open carry in our stores. We're just asking people not to. But still, your point, I think. Yeah, if somebody says, hey, I I didn't bring my I didn't bring my weapon because my wife didn't want the hassle, you know, uh, at Walmart. They're encouraging people not to do that. And now I have no more wife. I I mean, I I, got to believe you're going to have the lawyer up there. If that were to happen, don't you think so, Todd? Oh well, that's the reason they explicitly came out in some way, shape, or form to head this out. They they they, they wanted to make it clear we we are concealed carry is totally fine still. So it's this is so this is just meaningless virtue signaling by Basically. and large. Oh yeah. well, that's a safe bet in yeah. most cases, but you are correct. And 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 essentially the the sort of ammunition that a woman might use, right, in a gun that she can handle, they won't sell anymore. But, that seems to be the case. Yeah, but yeah. but the stuff that guys use to go hunting and things of that nature, yeah, they will still sell that. Yeah. So it is fake news, maybe not for the reasons I was originally intimating. This is just meaningless virtue signaling, right? I mean, they are, yeah, yes. They are one of the largest. Do you remember that story that came out a couple weeks ago about a journalist who tried to go buy a right. gun at Walmart? Right. And she found that they were really, really stringent. They actually are really they take this really really seriously i think she noted in that story that walmart estimates itself that it is one of the maybe top five or six if i'm remembering uh, correctly one of the top five or six sellers of ammunition so in the large scheme of that company probably not going to hurt them too much but in terms of the gun world and gun ammunition world maybe maybe just a little bit we have been predicting on this show you know we were on the air the night they took the brexit vote in our old stomping grounds before we came over here when we did the nationally syndicated show for Salem Radio. And I said it on the air. We had, we wrote a column. I write a column every year where I do my crystal ball projections for the next year. And my crystal ball projections for 2017 were what? No Brexit. There would be no Brexit. It's never happening. We have maintained that, that um, uh, you know, that stance on this show for it's been almost three years since that vote or maybe it has been wasn't it like july of 2016 i want to say um so yeah more than three years now and you're watching it play out and what you're watching is no different than what you watch here in the states because this is this is not unique this is a this is the dis you know there's two stories in aaron's montage that are actually connected that on first glance seemingly aren't but they're, but they're very much symbiotic. And it's what played out yesterday in the British Parliament. And then what is occurring on college campuses in that polling? Where 73% of, of students who identify as Republican are saying they're not sharing their viewpoints for fear of a backlash. So one side of the argument shares all of its points to incite a backlash. I mean, their goal is to incite one. And the other side says, I want to avoid one, so I'm not going to say anything when one has already been incited. 
There's already a backlash that's been incited. It's on. It's going down. And you're like, let's keep our powder dry for the next go around. That's exactly what occurred in British Parliament. So you had Theresa May there for the last three years trying to come up with some kind of deal. And, and let me tell you, I don't even have to live in the UK. I don't follow their news closely. I don't. And, but I, I don't have to. Because it's exactly what you watch go on with the conservative party here in the United States. Because this isn't unique to one of these countries. This is systemic throughout the West. The West is dying. And it's almost all self-inflicted. Almost all of it is. Largely by a refusal to show up for the confrontation. A refusal to fight. The other side is out there literally trying to deconstruct the foundations of civilization itself. And the conservative party is just like, how do we make the trains run on time here? Because, you know, and keep the getting while the getting is good. How do we keep doing that? Meanwhile, the other side's over here out there you know, doing drag queen uh, story at time hour at your Wichita library. All right. So, so here's, here's what happened. Um, you had one legislator who, after running for election many times on, we have to abide by the will of the people. And this is a bad policy. Um, suddenly decide now when we're down to the zero hour, because the deadline is approaching here to honor this referendum, when we're down, so to honor this promise, when we're down to the zero hour, at the very last minute, switches sides and votes with the left. Of course, I'm talking about John McCain returning to the U.S. Senate to stop the repeal of Obamacare. But I also could have been discussing what happened yesterday in the British Parliament. And what happens virtually every time. Trump, I'm never going to sign one of these bills again until I do. This is always what happens, and it's always what is going to happen, because you elect cowards, because that's what we are. We're cowards. We won't say anything. We just want memes. That's what we want. We're Greta Garbo's. I want to be left alone. Meanwhile, there's an invasion, invading army out there rummaging through the streets. I've realized this is why I'm doing so much more sports in my spare time. And I don't, I don't do like any of this in my spare time at all. I just do enough to be prepared to do this show. Because that's still one arena where there is two teams entering into the field of play attempting to win a game. Wide receiver still has to go across the middle and yes. catch that pass. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I'm not interested. And if, if, if there's, you know, ladies, if, you're, if you want to know how men are wired... All men are wired to assess a situation with the following questions. What's the game? What are the rules? Who's keeping score? And, and how do I win? All situations. Your, your fifth grade uh, son's math, math class, that's how he thinks. Your high school son's football team, that's how he thinks. Your 50-year-old husband uh, and his new, job, his new job, that's how he thinks. Am I wrong? No, not, right. it doesn't. From the time we become sentient as children until the time you will put us in a casket in the ground, all men think this way. And it's why they often operate on a fight or flight mechanism. Meaning, if I think the fight is worthy 
or there is a realistic chance of winning, I will go to the death. But the minute I become convinced in my spirit that it is a pointless exercise, it doesn't matter what tactical advantage I have. It doesn't matter if I'm bigger, stronger, and faster. I'm going to lose. That's why all wars throughout human history, predominantly fought by men, have always been eventually won by the side that most had the courage of conviction in its own cause. It's why we said it, we, we, we are seriously finally discussing leaving Afghanistan and there was a weekend of a rash of terrorist attacks. Because we don't want to be in that hellhole. The Taliban wants the armpit of the, of, of the world. They want it more than we do. That's why. This is all, in the end, it's how we beat the Redcoats. When they had every other advantage known to man, they were the most powerful armada the world had ever seen in the 18th century. It's how we won. If that war was going to last six months, we were going to get our ass kicked. But it didn't last six months. It lasted six years. And eventually becomes a war of attrition. And now it becomes about conviction. Who really wants to be here? Really? And you're a British soldier on your fourth tour through Trenton, New Jersey. And you're like, why am I not home with the missus in Suffolk cabining with the children in the summer? Right? Right? Similar to, why are 14 Marines dying in, in, in Kabul this year? Year 18 of Afghanistan. Same thing. Same thing. And so the other side is out there, we're going to do to you whatever we want to do. And we either have stupid champions, people who just want to fight over the most meaningless things, or we're lions led by lambs. It was always going to end like this. There was always going to be somebody that switched to vote at the end. And I can promise you that one of the ways that the Tories maintained control of parliament this entire time is running complete Tinos, Tories in name only, and convincing people like you, just with British accents, stop me, no, no, stop me if you've heard this one, all right? I'm going to go way out on a limb here. This is crazy talk. So I think maybe I'm, I'm onto something original. Well, if you don't vote for this Tory who's not with you on everything, then the Labor Party will win and will never have Brexit. Think they might have tried that? A time or 12? Think? The game is rigged. They, these elites never lose. That's why no matter what, don't give up your guns. No matter what. Because since you have and since we have all, and I say this with sadness, but since we have shown them that the precedent is we just want to own CNN, well, we do. They, their highest rated show is 27th. What would, you, would you like to be 31st, 32nd? I mean, what, what do you want? The, the CNN building and the level to the ground? Okay, well, then there will be 14 others. We, that's what we want. In the end, that's what we're serviced by. And since the precedent has been set that they can do whatever they want and just wait us out, lie, cheat, steal, it doesn't matter. And if anything, I'm disappointed that somehow the left in the UK couldn't even couldn't get their, their anti-Brexit strategy subsidized by British taxpayers. I mean, if anything, that's a, they've, they've kind of gone a little soft over there because you, you, you subsidize 
the enemy's propaganda here in the United States. I mean, that's what you're, you're going to work today to subsidize it. So we began, there's another Spanish lesson for you. But uh, since you've set the precedent, we have set the precedent to these elitists. A key witness in, in what was left of the Epstein investigation. Just, who? Just, uh, let me Google that. Do you remember who that was? Yeah, I mean, it's just gone. Andrew McCabe's laughing at you on CNN, which you're not seeing because no one's watching it, but I'll tell you that he's laughing at you. While he's a criminal leaker, J- James Comey's going to be doing uh, deep thoughts by uh, James, H- James Handy, uh, you know, Instagram post any minute now. You know, um, they, they get away with it all. In the end, they get away with everything. And since the precedent has been set, that will put up with anything, whether they're called Tories or Republicans, will put up with anything they do to us because of how bad the other side is perceived to be. We are setting the stage that in the end, the only option we will leave ourselves on the table, since we're not taking any of the ones our founders who actually needed to use their guns to give us these options, to give us checks and balances and a constitution and separation of powers and a Republican form of government. Since we, we refuse to, to utilize them, and we refuse to elect proxies who will do so, who will tell a federal judge with no jurisdictional authority, guns up, and impeachment hearings in the Senate begin tomorrow, bitches. Since we won't do that, we won't. Since we won't do any of that, we won't use any of the mechanisms that are being given to us. None of them. None of them. None of them. Since we won't use any of them. We are going to put ourselves in a position where they're going to take it all since there was no peaceful resistance. And you and I, and you're going to leave yourself with the, that's the only option is the zero option. So since you, since there's nothing to be expected out of Trump or your, whoever, name, name a name, Romney, McCain, there's nothing to be expected. Give me a troll. That's all you want. Okay, cool. Don't give up your guns then. Because in the end, you're letting them take away all of your peaceful means of hashing out your disagreements with them. And they have, and they have, they have learned that we're, we will, we're impatient. We have no stamina. And we're so afraid of being called certain names. So now, now we'll go to college and keep our opinions shut because, you know, this, this grade in this humanities class that I'm not going to remember for the rest of my life and will have no bearing on my ability to get a job in any industry or field to feed a family for the next 40 years is so important to me in this moment that I will compromise. I, I just got to accept the lesser of two evils here and just keep my mouth shut to get a good grade. I wonder where these kids learn this from. Where do you think they learn this notion of don't, don't draw a line in the sand, compromise your core values to get an immediate gratification now because the long-term ramifications are just, are too, are just too hard to contemplate. I wonder where these college kids might have learned this. CNN. That's why they suck. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe almost every time they watch their parents vote. Might have learned it there, maybe. Hmm. So don't give up your guns. Because you're going to give up everything else. And that'll be the last line of defense we have left. 
Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. You're perfectly right. And we don't we don't demand anything. Nothing. Well, this is there's actually been and you can find it in my t- Twitter feed, but we're talking about an extension of what I'm calling the gated community effect. I mean, why it happens to willing the, the we've you've said it on the show before. Can the founders have ever begun to think they the, there's, the people there's, born there's out of this country yeah, yeah, just would willingly over? give it up? Yeah. They never could have imagined that. Yep. Which is the only it, which is the only way this could ultimately happen. That that level of uh, the docile notion of that this thing is on cruise control uh it can't uh, inevitably uh cave in on itself when in fact the opposite is true we are ensuring that it will cave in on itself we might just be laughing uh while our children are the ones who suffocate under the crust and, you know, we're, we're, i thought as the conservatives we're, we're the students of history here right we're the ones that are supposed to learn the lesson of history placating existential threats to your cultural legacy Normalcy, identity, has we've got about a solid six thousand years of recorded human history on record right mm-hmm. here, right? Can you name me one time this strategy has worked? I'll, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. And I'll even give you the third guess. It's a really low number. Congress is back in session now, post Labor Day. What are they doing? What are you demanding they do? See, Investigate Hillary's emails? What do, you, what do you want them to do? Defeat the Russian collusion narrative. Okay, done. What, 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 do you, what was the purpose of this last election? What do, you, what do you want it to do with no guarantee you're going to win the next one? So imagine the next election goes poorly. And if you could go back in time and say to yourself in September of 2019... Self, I wish when the guys we voted for had power, they would have done blank. What would that be? And why aren't we demanding and asking that they do that? The the answer to that is that because those who won't do anything ultimately are just as progressive in their hearts as the progressive cultists. And that's because uh, progressivism is ultimately about the me, whatever that is, as you've diagnosed on this show before. Well, the me of a lot of people who claim to be Republicans or conservatives or something is still at the end of the day. Their bottom line is just to be comfortable. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, longtime listeners to this show will know that our, our bumper music almost every segment and I think our, our actually opening theme song was The Who's uh, Won't Get Fooled Again. Steve, was that originally written as a parody, or was that an actual serious song? So the, the oh boy, the, the origin of that song is that after Woodstock, the Who bought an, like an old rundown theater or building in the Soho District in London, and they were going to like live communally there and show the world that right. human nature was basically good, and they could all live together in peace and harmony and buy the world a Coke, right? Yep. Make love, not war. So they put all of they put all these people with all of their total depravities un, that are unshackled by any divine accountability, let alone government one. Okay, mm-hmm. they put them all into one tight quarter, and what do you think happened? Uh, human nature. Human nature yeah. ran its course. Herpes and <laughs> and Townsend was so disillusioned by what he witnessed with this effort that the song is actually not a song of revolution; it's a warning of nihilism. Okay, when he says the parting on the left is now the parting on the right and their beards have all grown longer overnight. All right, that we know that the hypnotized never lie. 
He's not talking about the establishment or the system, guys. He's talking about his own people's attempt to challenge it. That they have become, that we thought we were different. And we're not. That's what that song is about. So it is a serious commentary. Yes. Well, it's a parody now, honestly. I mean, if if that was a serious commentary... It's become a parody because, you know, we've, we've said the same things. And, and well-meaning people have said the same things in message that that song, that that song um, you know, articulates. And over and over again, yeah, we will, we will get fooled again. And that's, that's, what this, that's what this is all about. I mean, democracy, we, we, we hear leftists talking about democracy. We need to restore democracy. Democracy to leftists and the elites is just a fig leaf. That fig leaf, didn't, right. that fig leaf didn't even work yep. for Brexit. Yep. And they're still getting their way. They'll get their way no matter what. The courts, and every, they, they, they'll just, and, 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 they'll, and, and they know in the end that, like the Shycoms learned, Give us a new cell phone and a few toys and a certain level of comfort mm-hmm. and we'll never fight back. They learned that. And that's what's going on right here. And the Republican Party is learning from that, too. They're learning. Just put out some cocaine Mitch memes and it doesn't matter how much of your money and your kids' inheritance they spend. Because you got to own the libs, right? Buy, sell, or hold is next. <laughs> You know, most of us have tens, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in our homes. It's our savings account, a retirement nest egg, maybe a quick cash in case of an emergency. Now imagine your equity is gone, stolen by online thieves. It's called home equity theft, and the FBI calls it one of the fastest growing crimes. Thieves have discovered that our home titles and mortgages are kept online now, so they forge a few documents to make it look like they, you have sold your home to them. They then take out loans using your equity. You may already be a victim of this equity theft and not even know it. No bank or identity theft program protects you, but Home Title Lock does for pennies a day. Home Title Lock puts a firewall around your home's online title and mortgage. The instant they detect tampering, they mobilize to shut it down. Protect your most valuable asset from equity thieves. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and enter your address to see if you're already a victim. And register now for 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Again, that's HomeTitleLock.com. Before we get to buy, sell, or hold, I just want to put a postscript on the conversation we were just having. All right? Self-government has to begin with self. It doesn't automatically happen. And it cannot be taken for granted. it's It's not a birthright. It's a responsibility. And we're not victims. These elites get away with everything because we let them. That's why. You know, if you come home one day and your wife's with another man and he walks downstairs naked after they're done and grabs a beer out of your fridge, plops down in your lazy boy and, and with the remote and says, hey, do you think anything's on? You're not a victim. You're a wimp. That's a you problem. 
we have permitted this. We've allowed this to happen. We have placed no expectations on Donald Trump at all. None. None. And then we'll find a way to rationalize or excuse every time he doesn't meet the already non-existent expectations. And then when he does the stuff we like, then, then it's all about justifying the vote we made. Why? That was three years ago. I, I watched so many big name conservatives still go back and forth on Twitter as, you know, still fighting the never Trump battle of 2016. Why? I'm sorry you're butthurt, regardless of which side of that you were on. Why is that relevant right now? Name me another business in, a, in, the, in the country where the, 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 the board of directors feels like they have to justify substandard performance from their employees. And then I'll name you every business that either no longer exists or soon won't. This is the only business in America. The only one. I mean, look at football. Look at your team, the Packers. All-time great quarterback. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he's the whole franchise, right? He's the whole team. When they wanted to hire a new coach, did they ask for his input? Nope. They didn't. That was a big story in the offseason, right? Mm -hmm. That he didn't approve it. You know why they didn't? Because he's one injury away from never being the quarterback of your team ever again. So is he really running the team? He's the most important player on the team. But is he in charge of the team? They actually told him. It's funny you mentioned this because Aaron and I were talking about this. They actually told him, now don't be the problem. Yeah. You're not in charge here, but thank you. You're not. You're not in charge of the team. We are. So we appreciate your performance, which is why we pay you an obscene amount of money for it. And that's why we do everything we can to keep you healthy and upright as long as we yeah. can. But you're, you're not in charge here. If Aaron, we wa- are. if Aaron was in charge, Rob Bell would be the head coach. <laughs> right? You're not in charge here. There must be a chain of command. Donald Trump is not in charge. Mitch McConnell's not in charge. You are. Stop rationalizing piss-poor performances from your employees. Stop rationalizing mediocrity. They're dropping drag queen, mentally ill people into your libraries and telling your children, come sit on my lap or your parents are a bigot. In the end, an unruly child is not responsible for his behavior. The parent who never disciplined him is. Now you got a bunch of college kids. Well, you know, I, I've got a I've got a past humanities 101. Where I can't get into the dental school. You're treating this like I just need to pass this test. They're treating it like um, your parents, thank you for subsidizing the revolution. Which side do you think is going to eventually win here? They're going to win. Because they have more of courage of conviction. Your courage of conviction is, I can't believe Don Lemon said that again about Trump last night. <laughs> 
I'm offended that Trump was called a racist for the 497th time. Pass the Paul Malls and turn on Hannity. They're over there dropping drag queen story time hour at the Wichita Library. And the University of Kansas is like, as the next entry in our inclusivity program is to ban Chick-fil-A. Every conflict in human history, every existential conflict has always been won by the side that most believed in the courage of its conviction. How did 110 apostles in an upper room sow the seeds that within a couple of hundred years turned the entire Roman Empire inside out? How did they do it? Courage of conviction. That's how they did it. Whichever side has the most courage of conviction in the rightness of its cause will always win. Always, 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 always. That has always been the case on this planet and in our species. And it will be the case here. It's because we have a good thing going here. I really don't want to see this thing come to some cruel end that could have been avoided the entire time. Tell your politicians to do their damn jobs. Tell them you're not going to listen anymore to the Democrats after they just gave you 75% of what the Democrats would have done if they had actually won the election. I dare you to demand better. There's, there's some cultural collapses you can see coming and say, you know, the people, they were just too far gone. This would be maybe the most unfortunate in human history because it could have been avoided the entire time. We just needed somebody with one ball. Somebody to stand up in a school board meeting and say, eh, nah, nah we're not going to do that. But thank you. Thanks. Appreciate the opinion of the guy who graduated from the university 7,000 miles from here who thinks he's come here to tell all these backwater hicks how we're going to live. But that's not how we work here. And I want to introduce you to my friends, Tar and Feather. They're out back. That's where we'll be taking you. And then we'll get back to regular order. Thank you. Dunk a shame. But we didn't do that. We have the one federal judge says we can't ever do anything and that's why he's a former federal judge. So that was cool. Thanks. And it, 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 you know what? Now we gave something legitimate for Joy Williams to rip her own spleen open on, on an MSNBC show seven people will watch. Thanks. That's what's pathetic about us. We get called all the names for doing none of the stuff that deserve for being called these names. We get called radicals, bigots homophobes, xenophobes, and we do none of the stuff that actually should, we should be worthy of our put downs. We're not. We're not. We're not worthy. We haven't, we haven't earned this level of vitriol and hate. We haven't earned it. I pray for the day that we have. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Brought to you by Riduzone. You ever wonder why you can't seem to control your appetite? Regardless of your diet or your commitment, maybe you always feel hungry. Believe it or not, it may not be your fault. 
Our brains are wired for survival. They like to tell our bodies that we need more calories no matter how much we eat. So luckily, your body naturally produces a molecule. It's called OEA, which sends a signal to the brain that you're full. Our brains, however, sometimes don't get the signal or the signal's not as strong as it needs to be. And that's where OEA and Riduzone comes into play. That's all Riduzone is. For those of us that don't produce enough OEA, Riduzone wants to do something about that and pump up the volume, so to speak. It's FDA accepted. It was developed to provide the OEA we need to bridge that gap where our portion sizes and craving controls come into play. If you want to try it right now, get a 30% off discount of your first three-month supply when you use my name, Steve, as a promo code at riduzone.com. 30% off a three-month supply at riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E for riduzone. Com. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold our weekly game where our producer, Aaron, with a little help from the audience, well, a lot of help from the audience, will throw out a series of statements, predictions, etc. Todd and I will then decide, are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe if you're lucky, we might have a good reason why, or we'll have a reason. It just might not be good. Let's just be honest about that. We have lots of bad reasons why we choose to buy or sell stuff. Once per week, we are permitted to put a hold on the topic, but if it is for any reason, other than this this is even too lame for this show, which is saying a lot, then the dude code calls for you to be mercilessly scorned, mocked, and perhaps even after the show, scourged. Aaron. All right, we're going to start off with uh, something that's closely related to what we were just talking about. Uh, Blake Johnson says Chinese food is better than Mexican food. I'm going to sell on that yeah. now, but at the rate we're going, the day is soon coming, I will be compelled by law to say yes. Uh, but uh, for now, uh, while we hold on to the flimsy amount of freedom we still have, hard sell, hard sell. <laughs> I love how you didn't take that literally at all because that's not your jam. <laughs> I'm, see, for this, I'm taking this deadly seriously like you take pumpkin spice. This these, this needs to be addressed. Uh, generally speaking, you'd have to go. If you had just had a pick, you'd go with Mexican food. Uh, so I'd have, I'd have to sell, but on any given day, I mean, a, a spicy Kung Pao chicken or something is a must. So it's, yeah, I like it's Chinese food. I, yeah, I love the, I love like Mongolian beef. Oh yes. Right? Okay. Oh yes. But as a general rule, you know, it's a little bit like, I like, um, uh, you know, different flavors of ice cream, but as a general rule, are they better than chocolate chip cookie dough or mint chocolate chip or chocolate peanut butter cup? No. Doesn't mean I don't like them. Doesn't mean I hate them or think they're terrible. Those they're just not as as good as a general rule, you know. So I like Chinese food, but as a general rule, no, Mexican food is superior. Yeah, so long as Taco Bell exists and um, it is still, I mean, it's still the place in America where gas is a dollar nineteen. Uh, as long as Taco Bell exists, got to go with Mexican food. Moving on, uh, Raymond Fava says uh, Steve will appear on Ben Shapiro Sunday special by Labor Day next year. That needs to happen. That would be. Oh, fun. is this the interview show that he does? Oh man, yeah. Okay. Um, I have. I have. Hold. No idea. I. I mean, I. I couldn't. I got a hold on that. You know what? In general, I'm just gonna sell. All right. Any proposition you send me for for more exposure, I'm probably just gonna sell on. As a general rule, based on recent history. All right. Because I. You know me. I follow the trends. Okay. And so anything that might grant more exposure as an opportunity, I'm going to sell that that opportunity will come along. Just a general rule. Can I have to sell because there's no Republican Iowa caucus? If there was, I think it would be a buy. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a good rationale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Richardson says, Freddie Kitchens will take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Didn't specify which year, but in general, do you buy that? I'll sell. follow another trend and I will sell. You know? In fact, the more this offseason goes on, the less high I am on the Browns. Really? Yeah. And, and it, it, the more I am concerned about a rookie head coach and a franchise uh, that has never faced these kinds of expectations before. And you've got, you know, I, I love having the high-strung quarterback who's a high performer like Baker Mayfield because, as you saw with Brett Favre, the rising tide lifts all boats, right? But Brett Favre was always thrown to like Antonio Freeman. Yeah, early in his career, he had Sterling Sharp, right? Yes. But, but you know, then it was, you know. Robert Brooks. Robert Brooks. Antonio the, Freeman. These are guys yeah. that would be, you know, second or third receivers on most teams. He turned them into alphas. I am concerned uh, as with a, how a rookie head coach, because OBJ is not going to be the beta to, to, to Baker Mayfield or anyone else for that matter. Nor is Baker Mayfield going to put up with, you know, why did I get 10 catches last week? He's going to go right in the locker room afterwards and say, because your ass wasn't open 10 times. That's why I didn't throw it to you. Get open more. And now it's on, right? And now everybody needs a headline. Everybody needs the press. Um, I'm not sure how a rookie head coach, and I know he took over on an interim basis last year, but it's not the same thing. I, I don't know how a rookie head coach navigates that. I think it'd be difficult for a, for a veteran coach. And so I'm starting to wonder, sometimes teams on the rise either ripen a season before they should or the season after they're supposed to. And I'm starting to wonder if they're going to ripen maybe a year later that this year they've got to, they've got to go through some of those figuring out what are the boundaries, maybe a little humble pie. So Baker and OBJ each mutually turn it down a little and recognize what the larger situation and goal here is. And you know who I really love in that division now? I'm, I'm all on the Steelers. In fact, I got the Steelers in the Super Bowl. And you know why? Because we're hearing nothing. Yep. That's yeah. how the Pittsburgh Steelers roll, man. No drama, nothing. Nothing. That's when, they're, that's when they're always at their most dangerous, when there's nothing being said about them every time. And haven't we learned now, I mean, from the Patriots, that uh, how important, not only the, but the locker room is, you yeah. don't just put talent to, we, speaking of the, the uh, yeah, the Eagles won, what, two years ago, but the Eagles of like, what, six years ago with Chip Kelly, it's the same team as the Browns. They put all that talent together and they were saying they, that they're going to the Super Bowl. What didn't they finish like eight and eight that year, Steve? Yeah, yeah. yeah I. It's a lot to have happen all at once. All of the public money too, you know. And now the win total has been bet up over. I think it's at nine or higher, which is a high win total in the NFL. I mean, the Patriots have the highest, and it's eleven. You know, so um, the, I don't know. The I'm funny a little. Thing, I'm getting concerned as the, as the closer we get to the start of the year. If we're wrong, it's not going to be because the offensive meshing concerns we're talking about i think are gonna ultimately um be overcome i think you know i think they're going to be serviceable no, no matter what i think it's and you know i mean one of your boys from michigan is there i think it's because that defense may end up turning out to be so darn good that the uh, a a just a relatively functioning offense i think service devin, it into i think the, devin bush will do yes. for the steelers what troy palomalo did when he arrived where before you the mean injuries, for the Browns? I'm talking. I was talking. We we're talking about the Steelers still. I was talking. Yeah. No, the Browns about 
the Browns, if they, if they are good enough to be as good as you thought yeah. months ago. Yeah, I think Devin Bush will have a huge impact on the Steelers. So who's the, the, isn't there one on the Browns too, a former great Michigan defender? Is there? I don't know. Not that I can think bah. of. Okay. okay. Yeah, if, the, if I can't think of him, then I don't, I think the answer, or you're thinking of Jabril Peppers, but they, Peppers, they yeah. traded him. He's oh, gone. Well, I, then I'm, yeah. I stand correct. That's who I was thinking of. Uh, yes. At least I thought they traded him. Didn't they trade him? I well, I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. I think Devin Bush will have a huge impact on the Steeler organization. Um, and I think it'll be similar to hmm. what, when Troy Palomalu came before the injuries took over. But those first few years that he was there, he just revolutionized them on that side of the football. And I think you'll see Devin Bush do a lot of the exact same stuff for Pittsburgh as well. All right, we'll come back for hour number two. More buy, sell, or hold next, right here live and on demand on The Blaze, 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. At Steve Dace Show, hour two is next. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze Radio, TV, and podcast. Steve Dace, Todd Erz, and Aaron McIntyre, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. He'll be joining us to take us inside politics here at the bottom of the hour. 888-900-3393 is the number. Steve at stevedace.com. That's how you can email this show if you want. You can like us on Facebook uh, and follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show. And the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. In America, it's estimated that uh, millions of, of people miss work every year in productivity because of chronic pain. The average American spends over $2,000 a year uh, in order to combat chronic pain. And a lot of Americans have just decided, you know what, I got to live with this. I'm here to tell you, maybe you don't. And before I came to work here, and when I used to appear on Blaze shows, and I used to talk about Relief Factor, I'm like, it, it, Wow. I mean, can it really be that good? Well, after using it for the last few months, I can tell you, yes. All right. I am not an endorser here, man. I'm, I'm a devotee. Now, this is a regular part of my daily regimen. It's made a huge difference in uh, the lack of soreness I feel getting up in the morning. My recovery from workouts. Ask the fellows, they'll tell you, they'll hear me complaining about um, you know how sore I am uh, in here after workouts anymore. And that's because of Relief Factor. That's the only change I've made. 100% drug-free, yet it's also created by physicians. And what that tells you is they were looking for the natural ingredients that would unleash the body's ability to push back against inflammation. And those are the four ingredients that you find in Relief Factor. And right now you can try it for a dollar a day for three weeks. It's called the Starter Kit, 20 bucks, a buck a day to see if, if maybe finally, hopefully, you lose the pain. What do you have to lose for a dollar a day? Get the starter kit at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. All right, Aaron, let's get back to it. Buy, sell, or hold. You're up. All righty. We'll move on to Konstantinos Rodidas, who says if Trump loses in 2020, he will open his own news channel and go up against Fox News. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I could buy that. I know we talked a lot about that as his reasons for running this time around, but four years older, he's going to be 74. What else are you doing? I know. What else are you Now, there's another option here, okay? 
just do rallies for a living. Just do rallies and, and go on all the other well, go on all the other networks. Okay. There's other things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah just so. go on all the other. If you don't want to do a huge massive outlay out right. of your own pocket, yeah, you know, at that stage of life, yeah, and yeah. put together all the management team to run such a major operation. Just go on the other networks that compete with Fox, and you could oh, you could yeah. either do that. You could become a regular on shows at Blaze TV, or oh, let's face um, it, he's going to be a regular on Scarborough show. Or you do that. You know, I, I could see peaches and herbs, baby reunited and it feels so good right i mean i i and and you know what i forgot my general rule so mr roditis i think there's merit to your proposal but i forgot my general rule is anytime you ask me to definitively predict what (laughs) donald trump will do in the future i must sell okay i will say i think this is a plausible scenario right but as a general rule, if you're asking me what will Donald Trump do in the future, so I don't know. So, all right, Mike Dion says college football ends up with Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia in the playoff, prompting a loud cry for an expanded playoff of eight teams, which we'll have in the next five years. Well, I mean that's I'll, I'll, that's I'll buy, in my sell on the first part, buy on the second. That's in my preview. Is though I have those three teams making it, and I also believe that we are coming to the end of the playoff as it's currently constructed. So um, I'll buy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why I would abandon my eight months of research into my preview after one week of games. So I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you could say that because Michigan won. So that's other than if it, I'll be it as bad as unimpressively as possible. <laughs> oh, yes. that wasn't so bad. Uh, they, yeah. Bye for all the reasons uh, Steve said. Richie Angel says Rise of Skywalker opens with a flashback of Luke Skywalker and Ben Solo on a mission wrecking shop where Ben has some sort of interaction with Snoke to set up how they met. Flashback to uh, to set up the, the story. Uh, you know, like, so we're talking a, a, a Schmiel flashback, like at the beginning of Return of the King. Right. To see yep. where, where Gollum and, the, and, and where the ring came into. Uh, it's, where it's, he it's, went it's, wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that I buy your specific example there. I but I've I, I think we actually even predicted a couple of years ago on this show when we heard JJ Abram was taking this over that this would be done that that some sort of they wouldn't retcon it but some sort of explanation for I mean if you look at the ring that Snoke wears the costume he wears they've even said in the Force Awakens like DVD extras and, and director's commentaries there's easter eggs there. I don't think they intended, I don't think they minded, you know, Ryan Johnson killing him off as much as doing it so unceremoniously without explaining who he is or what the point of it is. That I don't think that was intended at all. That was, yeah, that was one of my big sticking points about and, that and, movie. And so I, I definitely think part. there will be some flashback in, in, in the beginning of the film, somewhere in the early part of the film, that will tell us who Snoke is. Something similar to what you saw in Return of the King where they gave you Schmeagel's backstory uh, to Gollum. I think that's possible. I don't know that it will be what, what is predicted here, but I like the spirit of what you intended, so I will buy. Uh, I will buy for the same reasons, and I have just retweeted. It just happened like 15 minutes ago. A, a What somebody believes may, in fact, be the rough outline of the movie, so look at it, don't look at it. But it, it does include a different kind of flashback. And of course, A, 
J.J. Abrams lost. Brilliant use sure. of that. B, this Flashbacks, is, flash forwards. This is what right. this should have been all along, you dummies. And how it didn't happen is beyond me. You have this huge gap of time uh, with the actors getting older in between. We should have known how they there's, came there's, to be, what they were. There's two tactical mistakes that were made with this. If you're the, limiting it to two... Two two macro tactical mistakes, okay, that set the stage for the, all of your other limits that you guys all have. And the first was Disney's desire to quickly get another Star Wars movie out there after they paid $4 billion up front to George Lucas for this and to instantly get some new content for a return on investment. And 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 they so when when you watch the commentary uh, and the special features on The Force Awakens, they are open about this. They did not have the the movies, the arc story of the movies laid out. Like if you go into the MCU offices, Kevin Feige on his has a, has one wall in his office, and it is the master story arc of where things are going in the MCU. And so there's 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 a path, but then there's there's also boundaries for the filmmakers, and within those boundaries, they are they are permitted, you know. Um, Taiki Waititi's style in Thor Ragnarok is dramatically different than the style you see in the first Thor movie, for example. Um, you know, the storytelling, the way the first Ant-Man was done is it, it certainly has more of a, it almost is more like the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies than, you know, Captain America, the first Avenger. So as long as a filmmaker can stay within those boundaries, they're, they're permitted to put as much of their own personal stamp on a movie as possible, but they can't violate the master story arc. They had no master story arc. In fact, you see scenes in the special features to The Force Awakens where Lawrence Kasdan, the screenwriter, and J.J. Abrams are literally writing the screenplay in real time on the set. They didn't even have that screenplay done, let alone a three-story arc. And so the first tactical mistake was made is Disney's desire to quickly turn out a new movie after paying $4 billion with a B up front to Lucasfilm. They should have given it one more year. That was the first mistake, tactical mistake they made. That set the stage for all the other mistakes. The second tactical mistake they made is Kathleen Kennedy Townsend did, was not the Kevin Feige here. They, they, had, they had no master story arc. And so Ryan Johnson was allowed to retcon a lot of the, and just ignore and stomp on a lot of the things that The Force Awakens hinted at and talked about. And that's where I think, again, I, I don't want to rehash this debate. We've had it for two years. But the problem with the, with the Last Jedi is not that it's not a good movie. It's a great movie. The problem is it's a very poor sequel to The Force Awakens. It is not the movie you thought you were going to get after seeing The Force Awakens. And not in an Empire Strikes Backy sort of way, where the tone and stuff is different. It undoes a, like the whole elements of the whole story that was that was laid out that you thought they were they were going towards. It's a bait and switch, is what it is. It's a beautiful one, but it is a bait and switch. And that's where it alienated a lot of people. I think those are the two major tactical mistakes that that Disney made here. Roger that. Well said. Mark Olson says North Dakota State could contend for conference title shots in four of the five power conferences uh, and all of the group of five. So, so no way on the former. No way on the former. I'm dubious even on the latter, but there is no way on the former. Not across a 12-game no, In fact, you go, go back when, when TCU left the Mountain West and went to the Big 12. It took them about three years to get back, to get to competitive level. The wear and tear... The physicality of this, 
at, at that level, there's no way they could handle an eight-game schedule, not even in the Pac-12, let alone the SEC or the Big Ten. No way, no how. And and it would be even more of a step up than you think against, say, the, the American Conference, where you have Cincinnati in there and Central Florida, um, you know, Memphis, Houston. Those are some good football teams. So uh, hard sell on that. Doesn't mean they're not great, but they're just not at that level yeah, across not, yeah. the board. It would take several years for, it'd probably take a season or two for them to adjust to the group of five level, several years of recruiting for them to adjust to the to the power five level, several. Done. Yeah. And, and this is an example of how fandom can make you dumb. I mean, you just enjoy what you have, where you're at. And yes, in a one and done, there's, and even in football, sometimes it does happen. Uh, it happens more often sure. in the one shining moment in basketball. But in football, we have these David beats, and it's wonderful. But if you talk about an entire conference competitive season, I mean, you, you're just setting you, you. You don't believe in reality, and it doesn't mean you're, you, you're not your football team isn't worthy of uh, uh, greatness um, and isn't full of great young men who are doing exactly what football is supposed to accomplish. Perhaps, perhaps the greatest football team in pound for pound in terms of the locker room you'd want to be in is maybe that one. Maybe it is, but it still couldn't beat most of the uh, conference teams right. and the Big Five on a regular basis. Right. Yep. Uh, Nick says, my son was born the day of the Brexit vote. He is now three. When he turns four, there will still be no Brexit. We already talked about this. We already know that's a sell. Yeah, it's never happening. Yep. Uh, Rocco says, there's clearly no point in trying to correct those who are unwilling to be corrected. We, normal Americans, should stop trying trying and start living our lives as as if those others don't exist. So ignoring all laws, statutes that are unconstitutional. That's basically the message of our show the last few years. Yeah, that, well, I believe that as a general rule. I I don't think it could be an absolute. You know, you can't ignore, you know, when when they show up on your front lawn, for example, right? But as a general rule, I I don't care what is said. I don't care what was said on MSNBC the the night before, the night before. Yeah, pearls before uh, swine. Yeah, that's a, that, that, in fact, I should just let you just go with that. That's your answer, yeah. Uh, I see as a general rule, I'll just play devil's advocate, you know, uh, both in a Matthew 28 sense and a go to Nineveh sense, you know, you have to know when your moments are to once more into the breach. Well said. Elliot Evans says the new Joker movie will be the pop culture phenomenon that Matt Walsh will applaud while Steve Dace takes the negative contrarian view. I'm starting to get uh, concerned about this. I'll tell you, I am... Bye-bye. I'm really concerned. You know, I loved the opening trailer. We all did, right? Uh, the, the new trailer is okay. But I'm really concerned the reviews and stuff that I've read. The filmmakers are open about how much they hate the genre and comic book movies, including the director of the film. Um, and a lot of reviewers are like, I hate this genre, but it's not... This, I, I, I want to be wrong because you guys know I love Joaquin Phoenix as an actor, okay? And this is one of the greatest characters pop culture's ever created. I mean, the marriage of those two has fantastical potential. But I'm very concerned that this, the signals being sent here are, this is classic leftist progressive reconstruction or revisionist history, whatever term you want to use. But this is the co-opting of, a, of, of existing subject matter and themes. 
in order to redefine them. You know, the Marxist term for this is agate prop. The co-opting of existing themes, characters, values, institutions for the intention of rebranding them to be agents and carrier pigeons of the new and accepted uh, themes, characters, and values. And that's what I'm concerned about. In fact, I'm, I'm leaning on the pass, like not even going to the theater to see it. Just because, and I don't know, we may get to release weekend and I might not be able to hold out how that and bite the bullet. But I don't, if I, I don't know, man, you know, I've, I've given up on a lot of superhero stuff that I used to love that I just stopped watching because it, 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 it became, go ahead. I'm sorry. How fitting would it be though? If a film about a crazy dude's descent into even further madness was somehow leftist progressive agate prop, how fitting would that be? <laughs> that they, they make him their hero. Yeah. Well, what do we always say on the show? What is dead guys? What is dead? Self-awareness is dead. I don't don't think there's, and and I didn't even know that about the director before you said it, but I I don't think there's going to be, and and this is in regular. uh, Like if Ryan Johnson, knowing what you think of The Last Jedi now, if Ryan Johnson came out two years later and said, like, let's say he gets fired and they said, Star Wars won't let him do another trilogy. He's tainted goods. And he was like, guys, I just got to keep it real. I I hate Star Wars and the, and the, and the sunny optimism of it. I thought it needed some realism and it needed to be redefined. Based on what you believe he was attempting to do, would you be surprised at that? Oh, I'm, I think that's... You thought that's of, what he was doing, yeah. right? Well, this director is telling you that's what he's doing. That that's what he is doing. That that's well, what his intent was going in. I believe that, but even we uh, in, our, in our enemies, our villains, more and more, we want something more complex. And so we, we do find out in a lot of the movies, and even in the Marvel movies we love, how these villains came to be, and some of them weren't, pure evil from the beginning and so i'm i'm expecting that that, that, that it's to embrace somehow that look at i mean we see that the joker he's he's he, so you're turning him into antifa he's a mild that, man yeah they're terrible well, people but you know if, if it weren't for the occupying the force yeah the yeah, capitalists uh, drove uh, him yes, nuts if it weren't for the occupying yeah. of the palestinians yes, and, and yes. the racist orange yeah. man president they wouldn't that's have probably, to be doing this yeah that's yeah yeah so you want of course that's what they're, they're going to be do. There, so you'll understand and appreciate his malice the real question is going to be is there any other countering light where the darkness that created him in part suddenly realizes and that happens in most movies too like tony stark he's the, i i was wrong i reached too far and tony stark at the end becomes the man because of you here's the problem the yeah, you're right but here's the problem with that and and the joker the batman is not the response to the joker guys if you know the the lore if you know the characters and that's what christopher nolan right. nailed in the dark yeah. knight the Joker, Joker is the response to the Batman, right. okay? The Batman is the response to the, to the criminal underbelly and underworld mm-hmm. that has taken over his city. And that the, the, the existing structures simply cannot, cannot withstand this a level of corruption. And so it's going to take somebody outside the law who operates in the gray to do so, in the means, motive, opportunity, uh, to do something about it, right? The Joker is the criminal underworld's response to Batman. It's the other way around. And this is why the Gotham TV series never really took off. 
because they still had they had the same problem. And then when the when the ratings started to sag, they wanted to start introducing, you know, the the you know, proto jokers and proto poison ivies and and those sorts of things when Bruce Wayne is still 14, 15, 16 years old. And no, you're missing the symbiotic relationship. The Batman's the alpha, not the beta. They're reacting to him. And the more and more the alpha asserts himself, the nuttier and crazier they think they have to go. The zanier they've got to go. Freeze rays, riddles, okay? Because now that they're like, holy crap, justice dialed it up to 11, we got to go to 12. And then Batman goes to 13. And then the whole, and then the Joker's whole test is, can I get Batman to cross his line? Because that's the only thing that separates Batman from the criminal element in Gotham is there's a, he has a code that he will not disavow. And the Joker is attempt, his whole game is, can I get him to disavow his code? That's what the scene at the fairies at the end of the Dark Knight is about. Mm-hmm. That's what Christopher Nolan nailed. Yep. And with this film, if you turn the Joker into an antihero, it might be a great film. It's not the Joker. You just called it that. Who... Which movement, which philosophical movement in America, or in the West really, is known for taking established themes, characters, and values and recasting them in the light they prefer, whether or not that's how they were ever written or intended to be in the first place? Who's known for doing that? Progressives. Progressives are. And, and what's going to happen is, I, you can just see it in the trailers, Thomas Wayne, the dad's the bad guy, capitalism run amok, evil capitalism, not ca- taking care of the poor. The Joker's the antihero, and then he's just driven to insanity because the uh, uh, because uh, you know, you know the, uh, the 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 capitalist he couldn't pigs, live his truth. Yeah, couldn't live his truth, and they denied him of it, and and so they just they forced this. You know, he's the victim here in the end. Couldn't you even see the end of this movie? Here's oh well, I'm going to call my shot. The end of this movie, instead of being the beginning of every Batman movie, where you see the young Bruce Wayne die. You're, you're going to see the, the, the machinations of Daddy Wayne uh, not be as pure as we led to believe yep. all this time. Yep. And it's actually going to bring upon his own death yes. at the end of the movie. Absolutely. And that's how it's going to Count on end. it. Count on it. The, the, the Batman is the hero because he maintains a level of virtue up against all this malevolence. Okay, despite being a product of it, he's the hero because with all of the justification the world could ever provide to become like that which he abhors, he never does. He never does. And so if you turn it around now and you make the Joker the hero, when you watch the first trailer, you were being drawn in on watching the descent into the mouth of madness. And that was its brilliance, right? When you watch the second trailer and you see the, 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 the quick flashes of protest and people in Joker masks, this, see, you want to talk about a bait and switch. That's a bait and switch. Oh, sure, you'll get some of the descent into the mouth of madness. But what you're going to get is Thomas Wayne is basically Donald Trump or Mitt Romney. And, um, uh, and, and the Joker is the man of the people. And when the system won't listen to the people, then, you know, the, then, the, then people break. And create jokers. Can I just say... Rather I, than it's actually jokers who are breaking the system the other way around. Setting aside the concerns for taking away these things that are supposed to be fun and entertainment and escape. I'm actually, now that you say... I'm actually hoping 
that they do this. I, let's go all in on t- overtaking the genre. Name me anything leftist touch that gets better. Oh, it's not, I'm hoping it's not because it gets better, because this one might hey. actually really irritate the heck out of some people. Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Well, is it getting better, though? Have you seen like what's in their new Justice flavors and stuff? No. Yeah. Eventually, no. anything leftist touch dies. Eventually. You're just resentful because they didn't make your blueberry one. Yeah, I put it in again this year and I got turned out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared Donnie Collins says, during the show post-September debates, Dace will partake of a pumpkin spice cocktail to help him through the craziness of the candidate's statements. Oh, it won't require um, that. I'll just do that for fun. Yeah, Tom yeah. and I need to make that happen. Yes, now. yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to pumpkin spice because. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, I'm going to need my own cocktail. And it won't be pumpkin spice. Yeah. Non-hyphenated America says by election day 2020, no major big box retailer will sell guns or ammo and no major national bank will allow gun manufacturers to bank with them. You're on the right track. Yep. But not but, that uh, fast. But, but it won't be that fast. They got to, they'll wait and see what happens in, in the 2020 election. If a Democrat wins, then, then it will happen very soon after that. Um, but if not, then, but that's ultimately where we're headed. Yep. Because we have we have set the standard that they can use all of the peaceful means to to sub to um, to get those they disagree with to submit to them. It goes back to what we said at the top of the show. I don't need to rehash all of that. And since there's no backlash forthcoming, then I mean Walmart is more afraid of fifteen self pleasures in their mom's basement firing off blast on Twitter in between Pornhub visits than they are the legions of gun owners that shop at their stores all the time. What does that tell you? Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that when the dude with with sticky hands in his mom's basement, you know, um, who recharges between self-pleasuring bouts with, with overdoses of code red while mom does his laundry? Whose fault is it that they're more afraid of that guy? Or skinny jeans metrosexual who would be caught dead on in a, in a Walmart glitter bombing their corporate offices. Why, I mean, we, we set that tone. We did it. We said uh, it was okay. I'm going to sell on the banking part. That, I think that's actually, I mean, banks like making money, interest rates. Think, I mean, I, I don't know that. I, don't well, I could f- see like a bank like Wells Fargo doing it for well, sure. I, some can do it, but I don't, yeah. I don't think all of them. I, I think that might be a firewall in all where, of this. Where have they been shown they'll lose money doing these things? Where? Where have they been shown there's any real resistance to any of this? Well, but they also ask, have to ask yourself, where, where does this stop? If not, if what the Why haven't they asked themselves? Like, I, I agree. You would think yes. that, but they haven't asked themselves that yeah. already, have they? they? And because they're also conditioned that, that if that if they also understand that if they disobey market forces and it goes bad for them, they'll be too big to fail and they'll get a yep. bailout. Yep. Neil Hess says the Seahawks win one more Super Bowl before Russell Wilson leaves the team. Um, I could buy that. I don't know if they'll be leaving the team anytime soon. They just right. gave him a monster contract. Yep. But I, I could buy that. I'll sell. Uh, let's see. Brandon Dybel says, uh, Gruden's hard knocks disappoints. Buy. And you know why? Because it turns out John Gruden's just a lot better dude than I thought. Like, I knew he was entertaining in a good football mind. But he, he's actually 
I did not anticipate this. He actually cares about these players and their families a lot more than I was anticipating it. <laughs> well, it makes him probably a better football coach. It, it made the show a disappointment. In fact, I'm like, I don't even need to watch the last episode. You know, I, I, it, it's too warm and fuzzy. I'll so, I'll buy, and which is why I've never watched a single episode of any of this because I know it will disappoint. But if we're doing this thing, the college version with Mike um, Washington State, um, Mike Leach. Oh, I'm in. Mike Leach, you know, I'm in. Will not. He'll go OG. I mean, Mike Mike Leach will be America's nightmare. Middle aged, white, rich, and just doesn't give a bleep. He won't care. He won't. He won't care. I mean, in fact, I could see Mike Leach even embellishing all the more because the cameras are mm-hmm. there. I could see Mike Leach just going off on ancient aliens and yes. uh, pirate, uh, you know, theories yep. just because the cameras are there. Yep. Like I could see, I could see like practice not even happening so that he can discuss, you know, the fossil record. That's what I, I, I think we have. Yep. I think that will be absolute must see TV. You bet. Reality Chaser says Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special has done more to combat the leftist PC culture than the Republican Party has in 30 years. Bye. Having never even seen it, but just watching the reaction to it, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. I would agree. Of course, by, of course, if Dave Chappelle had demonstrated at any point that he just simply had basic motor function, he would have already done more than the Republican Party has done the last 30 years. That's a, so it's a very low bar. That's an astute uh, qualifier. Yeah. Uh, let's see, one more maybe, uh, maybe a couple more. Uh, Dutchman says, uh, in response to their reports from the Babylon Bee that Antifa has unveiled their new pumpkin spice Molotov cocktails, Steve is going to join Antifa by the end of the year. Bye. I, I, I am not going to join Antifa, but I will admit I'm, a slight, I'm slightly more sympathetic to their cause. Might add, you know, that might add that. That's scent, you know. There's a certain panache. That, all spice that's part of, yeah. I mean, when nice. you, when it's your car out there on the street going up in flames because yeah. they threw a Molotov at it, yeah. the fact that it, it it smells like pumpkin spice, you're like, you know what? There's a certain level of panache there. I can respect. I agree. That. I agree. Yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, Todd Saffle says Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Epstein is actually in the witness protection program is more believable than the current official narrative. Bye. Bye. Everything's, literally anything is more yep. believable. Monkeys flying out of my butt. I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Um, uh, when women want me and men want to be me. Literally anything you could imagine is more believable. Anything. Any lie, any fantasy is more believable than the official narrative. All right, we'll come back. Let's go inside politics with our good friend, Daniel Horowitz. When we return, it's our weekly profit of woe and lamentation. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. If you want to take advantage of a booming real estate market, make sure first you have found yourself, whether you're buying or selling, maybe you're buying and selling. I've done that too. Uh, make sure you find yourself a real estate agent that you can trust. And and somebody that you know has had their track record vetted, have they proven to be successful as a real estate agent, number one. Somebody who has a marketing plan other than, what do you think of doing another open house this Sunday that you'll clean up your house immaculately for and three people will show up to it. Um, somebody who's got a, um, an understanding that this can be a stressful process. And 
when you ask them, hey, as much as possible, if you have somebody on the hook that you think is really interested, could you give me like a 30 minute heads up? You know, we got a lot going on, kids in school, work, you know, extracurricular activities. We can't always have the house completely ready to go. And then they call you and say, hey, we're just down the street looking at another property. We'd like to swing by or they don't return your calls when you call them, right? If, if you want an agent that understands how important all three of the things are to be proven, tested, and true, you want to find a real estate agent that you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. And what sets this apart from other referrals out there is this is not about finding clients for agents but instead about finding an agent worthy of having you for their client, all right? If you want to learn more or find that real estate agent that you can trust, it's as simple as going to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, do we have Daniel? Or are we still... Uh, I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't uh, test this live on air, but uh, we're efforting to get him. I'm going to try to find his phone number so we can uh, reach him that way instead okay. of via Skype. All right. Well, in the meantime, I have a very important question that needs to be discussed. This is from David Baudin. Send me this note this morning. I know this is off today's subject, but it has been bothering me. That's okay, David. When, when, when you have something as, as important for us to discuss as what you're about to ask will change topics for you. He says, I'm with you on the pumpkin spice, but Special K is not as good as Frosted Flakes pumpkin spice. I know you've never tried Special K. <laughs> so I wanted to clarify that point for you. You aren't missing much. Well, you know, we like, to, we like to say on our show, two things can be mutually true, right? Not everything has to be a binary choice. So I, first of all, if anybody's ever tried the two cereals, no one is, is shocked to learn that any variation of Frosted Flakes is better than Special K. One has 7,000 grams of sugar, making it so, and the other is called Special K. Oh, Daniel's ready. Can we go to him now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, but... While a pumpkin spice special K may not be better than pumpkin spice frosted flakes, the fact that the pumpkin spice was added, I'm sure David still makes this the best flavor of special K yet. Admittedly, it may be faint praise, but it wasn't going to clear that bar without the addition of pumpkin spice. Todd, your thoughts. And that's why we welcome Daniel Horowitz to the show. Daniel, good to see you, well, my friend. How are you? Well, Steve, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, when our country becomes like South Africa, a uh, hybrid between that and uh, Pakistan and El Salvador, that's what we're left talking about, pumpkin <laughs> pie. I mean, look, you know, that's welcome to conservative media. You'll fit right in and maybe you'll make more money. <laughs> and we're off. You sure don't want to go back to pumpkin spicers and he just <laughs> saved it. Oh, man, that is a save. That is Mariano Rivera coming out of the bullpen and just by invoking just, El Salvador. <laughs> Oh, I need he, he tied up the loose ends, and when you start talking about this crap, there's a lot of loose ends, dude. All right, so so Daniel, Congress is is getting back in session, all right. And I let off this show challenging this audience to take self government serious. I, I'm I'm getting concerned. I, I've been concerned. I'm growing increasingly concerned that we are sending a signal to the hard left that we will not use any of the peaceful means our founders gave us to oppose them which is putting us in a position where the only time that therefore we will oppose them is when it goes to the depths we are all hoping it never, ever comes to. All right? 
And and one of the things I said to our audience is, imagine if you lose the election next year and look back and say, man, when we had some power in, in the fall of 2019 before the election year, I wish we would have gotten Republicans to do blank. Okay? Fill in some of those blanks for our audience. What could their president and their Senate be doing right now with the realistically doing with the power that they have that we're just all sitting around waiting for the next Don Lemon clip to respond to instead? What could they be doing with the power they have, Daniel? What are those things? You know, anyone who has taken jujitsu knows that the perfect nature of the art of jujitsu is that you use your enemy's motion and momentum against him. To the degree they want to focus on taking away our guns, we should embrace that. Because you know what? On some level, the left is talking about safety and security, right? They have a glass jaw as fragile as a 200-year-old window in a, in a you know non-restored colonial home that you could punch 10 times over. Every single major city has a Democrat in charge where they are letting go sex offenders, gun felons, robbers, murderers, left and right. If I were the Republicans, I would put a bill on the floor next Monday when they return next Tuesday to increase mandatory penalties for gun felons, those using a gun in furtherance of the crime and those who are convicted of aggravated felonies who are then caught illegally possessing firearms. Because you know what? Those are the people being let go out of Chicago every single day. Yet Republicans, not only won't they talk about that, they join along with, "Uh, we need criminal justice reform. Um, You know, they just let out a bunch of gun felons from federal prison. That's the problem. The reason we can't have nice things. It's the Kanye endorsement here. All right. This whole entire election is on is tilt is, is is teetering on whether or not Kim Kardashian is willing to break the internet for you. Don't undervalue that, Daniel. But 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 Steve, no, I'm dead serious here. This is a teachable moment where if we actually had a conservative party that was doing what you and I believe in, Democrats wouldn't be able to get off the ground with the gun control agenda because we would have been messaging every day for two to three years on the Senate floor, this convicted felon let go by Democrats, this illegal alien child, Jeffrey Epstein, you know, mm-hmm. brought into the country, harbored by, by a sanctuary city, dismembered another body, raped another five-year-old. There was another case in Maryland today of five-year-old. It's uh, my, my neck of the woods, out of control, but they don't talk about it. And if you don't talk about it, people don't know about it. And if they don't know about it, they don't get agitated about it. And therefore, there's no action on it. Um, I mean, this is the thing. Democrats talking about safety and security is like Bill Clinton Clinton talking about abstinence. It is the easiest thing to hang around their necks. But Republicans and, and, and you know, you, you got um, what's his name? The Texas governor, Greg, uh, Abbott? Greg Abbott, is that yeah. Abbott or something that rhymes with it. Um, so anyway, he is uh, saying, look, I made a mistake with some of the rhetoric on on immigration. We have to be careful with the rhetoric on immigration. I mean, really, dude, you had a, a illegal alien smother 19 seniors to death. You won't say a word about it. I, I, Steve, I can't wrap my arms around it. Is it that people don't see what I see? They don't care? Why don't our colleagues talk about this? Well, you're there in D.C. What are they saying? You talk to members of Congress. I mean, why don't, why don't they bring this stuff up? Why don't they talk about it?
Wow, that, that's a brilliant idea, Daniel. That, that's what I hear, but yet I can't get a single person to introduce legislation. How about this one? Cutting off grant programs to sanctuary cities and creating a victim's fund out of that saved money. Mm. You know, simple, simple idea. How about this one? Kate Steinle's um, murderer just got off scot-free on gun charges. Um, how about closing the judicial loophole there? How about, here's another one, her family was denied standing to sue in court while illegal aliens could sue us for more health care. How about you give a private cause of action to victims of illegal aliens to sue sanctuary cities? I mean, this is how you accentuate the radicalism of the other side, present to suburban voters that are very receptive to this type of agenda, your agenda. But if you don't do it, Steve, the difference between a winning and a losing issue is a hairline. You know that. People, their average person thinks very surface wise they don't think that deeply about an issue and if we don't harness that issue then suburban voters will be like hey you know there's a lot of shootings there's a lot of violence yeah maybe we got to do something and then you're going to start taking on water but just know it doesn't have to be this way what do you say to those in our audience that get what you're talking about and then feel helpless and there's nothing they can do no one will listen to them I mean, I, I, I could not, even for Trump, I could not believe the tweet he put out last week that Bill Barr was reasonable because James Comey's not in handcuffs after that IG report, okay? And a lot, what do you say to those folks who just throw up their hands and say, at this point, no one cares, no one listens, nothing's going to change. I may or may not show up on election day to vote, Democrat, to vote against the Democrats just to slow down what is going on. Even that day, I might have some cream rinse to try at home. I, I might not even show up for that because it, it clearly, you know, Jeffrey Epstein just suicide in the middle of the night. Cameras don't work and guys fell asleep. And now a key witness disappears. James Comey's out there doing Jack Handy post on Instagram when the IG says he's a criminal. You know, Andrew McCabe's laughing at people on CNN when he ought to be in prison. You, you know, there, there will be no swamp drainage. There will be no opposition. No. So what do you say to those people that are watching this right now that just say, why am I even doing this? So, well, sometimes I ask myself that same question. I mean, look, you know, the Trump administration is teetering on keeping a number of Obama's fundamental transformation immigration programs. They're thinking of bringing in more Iraqis who helped our military. Um, yeah, while well, half of them get arrested for helping ISIS here. Uh, look, if we had conservatives every day flooding, Democrats won't listen to us, but flooding so-called conservative members of Congress, conservative cabinet officials, the White House, and famous um, colleagues of ours in this business to focus on this stuff, to focus on, I mean, look, you, you said, what could we do in, in, uh, in the fall of 2019? Even though they sold out on the budget caps, they still have to pass an appropriation bill in the next couple of weeks. Why don't we have defunding of sanctuary cities in it? Why don't we have funding for ICE and, you know, endless republicans giving speeches about all these people if you were sitting with the president one-on-one -on -one right now and asked him those questions what do you think his answers would be daniel that's a great idea and then 50 other people would come in and say why it's not feasible nothing you and i want to do is feasible steve so what I mean, you're what you're essentially saying is trump is chancellor valorum in the phantom menace that's essentially what, what you're I'm saying, saying right 
what I'm saying is that the schizophrenic outcome that we're seeing, let's just take immigration for instance, but you could do this on many other issues, where on the one hand, there are a number of good things that are finally being implemented, the numbers are going down. On the other hand, a lot of Obama's policies are being continued. It's a reflection of the schizophrenic nature of the personnel, where you have Ken Cuccinelli, I know you had him on your show yesterday, doing pushing his things. He'll win 30% of the time, he'll lose 70% of the time to the swamp. I mean, I just want to give your listeners one um one point here you know this deal of the century from jared kushner with middle east peace they evidently uh, came up with a deal to get a hundred thousand palestinian refugees to settle in canada just north of us now i guess we should be thankful it's not in america but dude um there's a lot of activity increasing at that northern border and let me tell you anyone seeking to commit terrorism america's the whole enchilada that's the bigger target so we just put them there why are we doing this why are we doing a deal with Palestinians at all under this administration? I'll tell you why. Because every day there are stories that matter to Western civilization, which was the whole Flight 93 business, right, Steve? Right. I mean, that was the whole thing. Right. We needed Trump to save Western civilization. So that's why I keep honing in on uh, social transformation, the demographics and immigration. I mean, that was the big issue. There are things every day that the administration teeters on that will determine our fate. And everyone's sitting and talk, talk, talking about pumpkin spice. I mean, that's what we need to hold these guys accountable on Fox News. Some of some of our you know colleagues in some of these networks, uh, they need to get with the program. Hillary is no longer a threat, but Obama's policies that are continuing are. When do you think we'll get to the bottom of her emails? I'm sorry. Jeez. Well, we never will, and that's the problem. So they'll always be able to talk about that. And and then you know, Steve, you know what it's going to be. For the next year, the polls are wrong. The polls are wrong. Another liberal policy implemented, but the polls are wrong. I mean, jeez, I, I just, I mean, Steve, some days I just. Well, the reason why, the I, here's, here's here. the, re the reason why I zero in on Trump is, it's, I said it after he became president. We already know who the Republicans are. You and I have done all of those columns, written all of those stories, done all of those shows, all those interviews. Everybody knows who Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, these guys are as useful as mammary glands on a bull. We already know that. All right. <laughs> the X factor here is Trump. He's got the biggest bully pulpit of them all. He uh, supposedly doesn't owe the system anything. He's the very he's the variable. Everybody else is a constant. Chuck Schumer's a constant. Everybody else is a constant. The variable is Trump. And I've been saying that for since the day he took office. He's the hope that you might get something different. We have gotten some things that are different. We should always recognize that. I, you know, there's no question about that. But when we keep punting on all of the opportunities to get more different, what yeah. are we left talking about other than my beloved pumpkin spice? And, and Steve, it's worse than that. It's hurting Trump politically. You know, one of my famous adages is there's no such thing as lukewarm hell in politics. Mm -hmm. And we all hope that Trump understood that, that he was like, once you've incurred the liabilities of who you are, embrace it totally, implement it so you get the policy. And right. then, you know, if it turns out good, you actually start like if he defies a federal judge, you think they might like stoop to calling him a racist? You think they might do that? <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. He's incurred the liabilities because he often says what you and I are thinking. Mm -hmm. But then he'll he'll turn back. Just today, I talked about on my show how the they announced they were going to end the health tourism. You know, we have birth tourism. This is the health tourism where they flood our country for um, health services. Then, then they're like, look, I'm, I'm terminally ill. You can't deport me. Meanwhile, we're paying for their health care. He was going to end that deferred action, as it's called, under Obama. And Joe Biden complained and he listened to him. He backed down. Daniel, 
Thank you for joining us again here this week. Always a pleasure when you bring the woe and lamentation. Although I, I sense it's getting easier for you. So I may have to figure out Just how to challenge natural. you. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Same, same to you. Daniel Horowitz taking us inside politics here uh, on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Gentlemen, we got about uh, three minutes before we're out of here today. Your thoughts on what we just heard from Daniel Horowitz. Well, that was cheerful, as always. You know, it's, um, can we talk about pumpkin spice some more? But that's, uh, that's uh, Pumpkin essentially... spice frosted flakes, flakes are lit, man. Well, I, uh, I didn't hear most of that conversation uh, because I was trying to, efforting to get him on. Um, so I, I guess maybe I'm better for that. But this is the same conversation that we had to open up the show. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same conversation. Just this time it's... Uh, the dysfunction um, uh, with people who actually can uh, get Trump's ear and the people who surround Trump and actually work for him. And until, again, we start demanding different, we start demanding better from who we elect and who we send to represent us, who we watch on TV, nothing's going to change. Nothing at all is going to change. We're going to have our own Brexit sometime, maybe, in the not-so-distant future. And we're gonna we're going to be uh, um, you know uh, celebrating like they did this momentous occasion, and then nothing will happen because we don't actually demand real change. We demand yeah. uh, Brian Stelter memes. Status quo is the status quo until it isn't anymore, and it turns out that Trump is as status quo as there ever was. Why do you hate America, Todd? Why are you helping? You're helping the Democrats win right yeah. now. Yeah. In fact, you if don't... we had an election right now, they'd win because of what you just said. How can you? How can you bear? Put, how can you shamelessly bear such a burden? Yeah, you want the Democrats the to first, win. You're not the first person to ask me that question. <laughs> and that was before you even left the house yeah. this morning, yeah. right? Get a lot. But I'm bum, Roddy Dangerfield. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm the one that does the self put downs around here. That's my stick. That's the only thing I've got left. Don't take that away. All right. Goodness. Right. Well, you keep doubling and tripling down on pumpkin spice. Somebody needs to dust it off every once in a while. Uh, we're going to stick around here and do a little overtime on Joe Biden saying Iowa is not a must-win state. Is he right about that? If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you get to watch it today. If not, blazetv.com slash dace to subscribe so you don't miss it. Until tomorrow for the rest of you, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.